Welcome to the Master Festo Media Podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and get ready to be entertained. Here's your host, Isabel Elias. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to my show, Master Festo Media. So happy you're here with me today. I have two other shows, Master Festo Mastering Your Mind and Master Festo Meditation. This podcast show, Master Festo Media, is all about stories. Fiction, nonfiction, stories in print, other medias such as blogs and manuscripts and magazines and newspaper articles, yeah, movies, videos, and books, books, and books. Did I mention books? Mm. <laughs> this podcast is great for bloggers, publishers, authors, book reviewers, editors, and especially book lovers. I am passionate about books. I think that's clear. I have several books on my shelf. Yes, books on self-help and books on meditation and books on transformation and books on spirituality and love stories, absolutely romance books and mystery books. So books, books, books. Now, today I have a special guest on our show. Her name is Loretta Homer Miller. Now, Loretta is a poet, an essayist, a blogger, an accomplished multi-genre author. Yes, she is. She holds a bachelor's degree in English and a master's in education degree integrating technology into the classroom. She is accomplished, an accomplished author. She has five award-winning historical fiction, memoir, and poetry works, plus three cookbooks. Mm. Loretta's latest book, Coronavirus Reflections, Bitter or Better. Now, this was a New Mexico, Arizona Book Award winner. And she's going to share about that book today. You know, it, it is amazing. Listen to her story and why she wrote this book, because it can make a big difference. It really can. I read her book, and I, I did some reflections back in the, the time of the coronavirus. It was pretty horrific for a lot of people. But it also, that bitter or better, yeah, well, it was actually both. And for some people, it was either more horrific, very bitter, or, well, it might have made life better. And, and there are cases like that. I know for myself, I picked up my the novel I had written so many, many, many years ago, at least more than a decade ago, and I now had the time to complete the last chapters of that book. And now it's published. So, hey, there's a better part. So let's welcome... Loretta Horner Miller.
Loretta, hello, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Well, you know, I'm actually doing fantastic. This is a really good day. I had a good weekend. And so I feel like I'm celebrating life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, it's so awesome. And I am really excited that you are on my show. That is that is so special. I love authors. I really do. I, I just like I admire because I know what it is. I know what it is to be an author and what it takes. So I my my heart, my soul goes out to all you author people that are so wonderful, you know, putting it out there and and uh, letting people know who you are and what you're about and, and you put you express it in your writing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being an author and welcome to my show. So I want you to start off with telling us a little bit about yourself and why you became an author. Okay, well, um, I am a retired middle school English teacher. So that's part of it. Um, also, um, I I started writing, well, that that's really the reason I got into writing, I think, more than anything. I wrote with my students. I um, got involved with Natalie Goldberg's book, Writing Down the Bone, and did writing practice. That's the way I started my classes. I would set them up with a prompt, and then I'd do the business, the business that, you know, the attendance and all that stuff that I had to do at the beginning of class, and then I'd sit down and write with them. And from that, I realized I was a writer. I, it, it should go back even further, though. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, ahead of myself. I really got into writing in when I was going to getting my degree at uh, Colorado State University, and the story came out. You know, I, I grew up in a ranching community in southeastern Colorado, and uh, my mom and dad and I were out messing around on the ranch one day on my favorite place called the Philly Place. And it's an old homestead. And we would rummage around there and look and see. And I, I saw this little blue marble by the, by the front step. And I said to my dad, I wonder who that belongs to. And he said, oh, who knows? And that just caused my brain to go on, you know, on full tilt. And so I took a story that was related to that homestead. It was a factual story about my granddad, how he got it, and I fictionalized it. And that's how I wrote my, I published it as my second book. And so um, my first book was written when I was uh, here in Albuquerque as a teacher and going doing some professional training. And uh, we were looking at children's books. I'm a middle school teacher, so you would say, why would you be looking at children's books? But the, pro the teachers were showing us that you could use a variety of genres to be kind of a kickoff, and especially children's books. So I took, I grabbed one out of the bin. It was like, you know, just, just happenstance, but I don't believe anything is coincidence in this world. And it was a story about, by Cynthia Ryland, and the title had waltzing in it, but I can't remember what the rest of it was. But she did little vignettes about the people in her, the the town that she grew up in. And it just like, it, it's just like, ex here again, it exploded in my mind. So that's what I did is I wrote my first book um, about people and places and events in my little hometown. The interesting part is I put those books away for 30 years. Uh, back, back, you know, life happens. I was busy living life and doing all everything else 
you know, and then um, I um, retired. My mother passed away and I kept writing all the way through, you know, writing poetry. Poetry tends to be my go-to genre. And, um, you know, after my mother died, it was such a traumatic experience. I needed something to fill the time because I was her primary caretaker uh, or giver, whichever. And so I pulled out the the, the uh, collection of poetry. Basically, it was poetry about the little town I grew up in and the people around me and the events that I, that I experienced in the 50s and 60s. And the book came to life. And, um, and one more piece happened. I went to a writing, it was a poetry book at that point. And I went to a writing workshop in Santa Fe and two of my absolute favorite mentors were there, Julia Cameron and Natalie Goldberg. And they were the uh, speakers that evening, but we have workshops during the day. And somebody during the, one of the workshops said, all of us that were there, they were assuming that we all had work that we were working on. We were getting ready to publish. And the, the, the question that was asked was, how could you look at this piece and do a paradigm shift? What could you do to make it different? And I did that. They, I mean, that was the exercise. And so what I did is I added some prose essays that I'd written about growing up at the same time. And I think it just enriched the book, you know, making it a combination of prose and poetry. So that's kind of the format I followed. My second book, the story about the homestead was historic fiction. But since then, uh, several of my books have been a combination of prose and poetry, which is kind of interesting. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know what? We have a lot in common. I am a retired teacher, and I taught middle school. <laughs> oh, yay for us. <laughs> and people would say that, Isabel, how could you teach middle school? And I said, well, somebody asked you. <laughs> I loved it. I love middle school. My favorite grade was sixth, seventh, and eighth. Those are my favorite, although I retired teaching fourth grade. And that was really good, but I do. I I really did enjoy the middle school, and in fourth grade, I, that's when I started my writing actually. And it was a, it, I had a classroom of almost uh, eighty, probably more like ninety percent of limited English speakers, and they didn't like to read other books. They only liked to read books that I wrote, so I had to keep writing books. <laughs> and then, so I wrote my actual published my uh, my uh, book was uh, Mr. Worm, Senor Gusano, and it's a bilingual book in English and Spanish. And that act that book actually helped my students develop some English skills. I thought this is amazing. I love that book. I I just love it. That's my favorite book. And so and then the other thing that we have in common, I was born in New Mexico. <laughs> Oh, wow. So we're close a, here. That's amazing. I have people in Albuquerque. I was actually born in Silver City, New Mexico, in a, a small town right close to Silver City. And But I came here as a young child. So, you know, California is really, really my base is my home. So I, that is so wonderful. You know, it, it's amazing how much you, you don't know a person until you start having a conversation. You find out, oh, my God, we we're connected. We're connected in a lot of levels. I mean, it was it's wonderful seeing you every Tuesday at our our coaching class with uh, Derek. I call him Coach Derek. And now are you on my podcast. Wow, that's that's so fun. So we're going to talk about 
your latest book. And I'm telling you, Coronavirus Reflection, Bitter or Better. When I read that book, Loretta, I, I, you, you opened up so much for me. The reflections in there, I started to think about what I went through. Both my husband and I both got the virus. And thank God, you know, we're 100% better. And that was after the everything with the vaccinations and then and, and, and even the booster, we still caught the virus. And, and wearing masks and washing our hands and doing all the things that we were told to do. But thank, thank, thank the Lord, we're good. And then yeah. I said, okay, we're hunkering down. So I took my book, my novel that I started 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually completed that novel during that time. And now here it is, published, my first published novel. And that's when I said, you know what? I think this is what I want to do. And I, I want to be a romance writer, that novel, Carla, a, a love story, and now also uh, published in Spanish. Is It's just my heart. It's my heart. I get to express that part of me. I have so much passion. I mean, I have passion for everything. And this helped me express that passion. So reading your book and doing the reflections, and then you got to read the poetry that you have on there. That is amazing. And that, so I really, really thank you for that book. I think that all of you people, listen, at the end of, at the end of this podcast and the description part, you will ha- be able to uh, get the link so you can purchase, purchase her book. Uh, it's, it is on Amazon. And um, I mean, you will love it. You will love it. It'll, it'll really bring a lot of spirituality to you this is what's happening to me and i thank you for that so tell us about your book what well, helped you write it well i i do a weekly blog and the way i the way i managed the pandemic was was writing my blog every week and that inspired this book mm-hmm. and um the format is uh, i'm glad you you uh, commented about the format I, that was, it's probably the teacher in me that really uh, identified the way I wanted this book to be written. So it's every, it's written in 31 chapters. It can be read, it's interdependent. You don't have to read it from front to back, but it has a, um, a picture, a real eye capturing picture, uh, a quote. Then it has my re, my experience with what was going on at the pandemic that time, and then it ends with a reflection question. So it really can be the idea of like a journal too. But you might wonder why here we are in 2023. You would even want to consider reading this book. But I read an article the other day that said that so many of us. I thought I, I was a phenomenal article because I thought it it's, would support my book totally. So many of us went through that pandemic, the lockdown, the isolation, the, you know, the fear, the trauma, the chaos. And here we are in 2023 and there was no way to to um, react to it and, and get closure. And uh, that's what I think this book is really about, is finally getting closure with what happened to you and me during the pandemic. Because the the subtitle to this book is Bitter or Better. And um, that's a, a line I've learned in recovery. We often say any experience you have in life can either make you bitter or better. And I just, it resonated with me 
with this experience because I didn't want to come away bitter. That's just my personality. So what I chose to do was to go deeper spiritually and look at myself through the wrestling. I mean, some of the book is about wrestling with God, you know, and I know a lot of people that lost family members um, were sick themselves. I mean, it, that's a part, I'm sure, of your personal experience with the pandemic. So that's what I would say about this book. Don't think that because it's three years in the in our past that it's done for you because the exhaustion and the um, pain that we we lived with as a collective world is still there unless we deal with it. That's right. Unless we deal with that, it's going to it's going to be running in the background, and we don't really know the impact that it has on our daily life and the impact that it has on the on the people we love and all those experiences because it was a long time it wasn't yes. a week it wasn't I, I remember when it first happened I thought well it's going to be over in summer and the sun comes out it'll all be gone and then and nothing and it kept going and and uh, you know I I know I know people who who actually died from it and that 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 alone in itself is something that for me and for many of us that we need to just have some closure on that because that's a big one. I, I have a really, really, really close friend and two, there's two sisters and their mother died during the pandemic. She couldn't handle not seeing her girls because yeah. they, they, you know, she's, they're, they're hunkered down, they're isolated and she's isolated and she's in another state. So they, she couldn't see her girls and couldn't handle it. So um, she actually had a heart attack. And I mean, that right there, when I think about that and I think about my, my two friends, my two best friends and what they're still going through having lost their mother. So there's so much closure that's needed. And this really helps us to find that closure, to reflect, to answer those questions. Oh, and then I love the way you also have quotes those quotes help a lot. I, I love quotes. Positive, right. yeah, inspirational quotes that just, you know, open your eyes. And yeah. I saw Oprah, and I love Oprah. I saw Oprah's quote in there <laughs> and others. Oh, yeah. yeah, the one that I started it with, this uh -huh. one was a find of all of it. It was Zora Neale Hurston, and it said, the quote is, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. Mm. And I thought, man, that was just absolutely perfect to start this off. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is really, really great. So let's see here. We are coming to a close. So first of all, I want you to um, let the audience know how can, it will be on the description part, but I want you to say how they can contact you, you know, whether it's by email, by phone, by uh, your website. So can you mention the, your contact information? Sure. Um, I'll give you my uh, website and I'll spell it for you because my name is not is not usual. It's unusual uh, the, my website is LaredasBooks.com. So it's L-A-R-A-D as in David, A-S, LaredasBooks.com. And all of my information is on there. Uh, you can buy the book uh, directly from me there or you can go to Amazon and buy it um, at Amazon. It's also available in ebook format. And I'm working on the audiobook. 
Um, I, I uh, got um, sick last year with shingles and was halfway through. And uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm planning to get this done because I've had friends who said they would like to hear this book in audio, in, in, you know, in audio format. Perfect. Very perfect. And what, what would you like to say to the audience that could make a difference in their life? What is something that you can see certain words that, it, that helps people just think about their life? and the impact? Well, um, I think that the, the impact of this book is, um, it's basically a choice. You know, people can look at the title of it and go, oh no, I'm done. You know, that's done. Uh, I don't need to think about that. But it, it is, it's not done, I can guarantee you, unless you've dealt with it on a deep level. The other piece of it is, too, is that you, if you're someone that has, is on a spiritual quest, if, if your spiritual life has importance to you, then this is the other reason why I would say that this book would be something you'd be interested in. Because um, I do a deep dive. That's what I chose to do during the pandemic, instead of getting better, I decided I would uh, go deeper in my relationship with my God. And uh, that's exactly what happened for me. And I would hope it could happen for you. Oh, that's so beautiful. Really beautiful. Thank you for those words and words of inspiration. And you are a wonderful person. And I am so happy. And I feel fortunate that you're in my life. And I know we're going to continue to do this. You know, other books, you'll be back on my podcast. And, and I love you and have a wonderful day. And thank you so much. Isabel, I appreciate this so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, Loretta had some really great information to share with us about her book, Coronavirus Reflection, Bitter or Better. Thank you so much, Loretta, for that. Now, there will be her contact information at the description part of this episode, so look for that and get her book. And subscribe to my podcast. Get on my email list. Peace, love, and prosperity. To get notifications, subscribe to this podcast. Show appreciation. Buy your host a latte.